Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dunk You Very Much, Central Taipei's number one NBA podcast. Coming at you live from the heart of Taipei right now, it's your host Sam Yarbs. We're going to bring you a podcast today talking about Sam and Matt's favorite teams to watch in the NBA. The season is young, it's just barely started, so some of the teams on our list might surprise you. Some of the teams might be different because some of the best teams in the league are are mailing in the start of the season. So we're going to come at you with a list of our three favorite teams to watch, give you some league pass recommendations as we move forward into the league. What do you think about that? My host, uh, host Sam Yarbs, with me as always, my co-host, Matthew Von Ryan. Matthew Von Ryan says, you know, we we're talking about ideas, what to talk about. We're thinking about what teams do we hate to watch. Yeah. But then we're like, no, let's not be negative. Let's just positive. be positive. Yeah. You know, it's easy to name the Pistons as a horrible team to watch. The who? We're not going to go there. You know, you could say, like, uh, which team has coached the worst? Like, which team is boring to watch, has no offense? Like, yeah, Stan Van Gundy. You could, you could go there, but we're not going to go there. You could be like, which point guard runs this team the worst? There's no offensive. There's no motion. Like, yeah, Reggie Jackson. But we're not going to go there. Oh we are keeping goodness. it positive. Oh, my goodness. We've just received 10 letters in the mail that from all the people who went to the last Pistons home game. They are very upset about what we just said. Uh, it's, not, it's not polite. That's Sam, not polite. stop joking. There was only five fans. In <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, five of them were for the, for the visiting team. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's an that's a tr- abomination of a stadium. Um, yeah, the, I promise the Detroit Pistons will no longer be talked about on this podcast we're breaking down the teams that we have enjoyed watching the most in this early season this young season so far uh some of the favorite teams that we normally like to watch we might be watching later in the season don't really seem to be trying that hard but some of these teams have been so goddamn entertaining that they are must watch if whether it's on your league pass whatever you're doing to catch the games you got to check these teams out um so matt for you just from an entertainment perspective what what team do you think has been one of your favorites to watch this year you know, I got an admission to make. I don't think I'm a Blazer fan. I think I'm an NBA fan. Uh-oh. Blazers are my favorite team, but I just like the NBA. Like, almost every team has interesting players, and there's so much fun to, like, watch Watch uh, pretty much any team except for the Detroit Pistons. But we're, we're staying positive. <laughs> oh, shit. We're staying positive. I, I think... Almost any team is interesting to watch, and I feel the same way. I'm also not a Portland Trailblazers fan, so that's <laughs> a lot of people out there like that. Yeah, it's a popular, popular sense these days. Yeah, yes, I mean, for me, I gotta start with the Lakers. I think they go ten deep of interesting players. You know, you you, you got on the starting lineup. You got KCP, who was one of the elite defensive players, who most people thought was gonna max out last year. Robin Lopez, who's shooting threes. Plus, you got all the Robert young Lopez's guys. Robert Lopez's brother, Brooke. Yeah, that's what I said. Brooke <laughs> Lopez. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like it starts with Lonzo Ball. He is so wonky. He is so weird. Like he, he can't make shots, but he'll get like twelve rebounds, and he'll like that's he'll miss yeah. like the easy assist, but then like make the behind the back assist, and like it's so much fun to watch him. And then when the you know when they go to their bench, you just you got Kuzma, you got a. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, you got a bunch of young guys that are. Yeah. Julius Randle is also coming off the bench. Like, mm. you got a bunch of like really good guys coming off the bench. I think this is a prime LeBron destination team. I think they can package up three of these young guys for another superstar. You know, mm-hmm. superstar de jour who's ready to leave their team. Yeah. And the the team is looking for like young pieces to you know rebuild around. They can get two or three off the Lakers. I think this team. There's so much fun to watch, 
it's ugly at times. There's a lot of turnovers. I, they pro- I don't know the stats, but they probably lead the league in turnovers. At least but, uh, ugly, yeah, unwatchable uh, turnovers. Uh, ugly turnovers, for yeah. sure. But uh, Sam, have you have you watched the Lakers? Have you? I have watched the Lakers, and I agree with you that they are one of the most entertaining teams in the league to watch. I disagree that this is a LeBron mm. destination. If I'm LeBron watching this team, I am staying the fuck away. You know what struck me the most about Lonzo Ball? How small he looks at the NBA level. But he gets a lot of rebounds. He does get a lot of rebounds, but you know, like, there's a lot of missed shots on the Lakers in Lakers games. His own rebounds. <laughs> he gets a lot, a lot of, of his own rebounds. In Lakers games. No, he definitely has, I mean, the guy has instincts. He has a nose for the ball. He has incredible passing instincts. He's definitely a, a unique player in many, many respects, but he he looks really undersized to me in a way that he didn't, even in preseason and, and, and at, the, at, the, at the summer league level. It's weird to me. They do have these interesting players. You mentioned some of them. Like I don't know how some of these players rise above the role player level. Uh, Julius Randle is such an on-off switch guy. I really like Randle. I'm a big Randle fan. I remember when he was putting up triple doubles last year, having this run of, 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 of excellent games. But it seems like he only gets fired up. He reminds me of like of, of Rajon Rondo, where the, the primetime Rondo versus afternoon Sunday Rondo is yeah. a very, very different player. That's um, a good comparison. I think the I think the Lakers' future and their potential really hinges on 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 Brandon Ingram. Uh, this guy is this guy is he gonna make some sort of a leap this year? Is he still yet a year away stats. from making a leap? Like, but you know how but how he looks night in and night out. He's a he's a really high variance player on that team. Not in the way that Randall is, where it's more of an effort thing, but where in terms of we don't know where his ceiling and floor is yet. He's a very much yet to be a settled prospect in the league. So it makes it interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see Brandon Ingram being high variance in his weight. I'd like to see him extend yeah. that weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get on that GNC creatine. Possible future sponsor, GNC. We're reaching out to him. We'll see what happens. Is not Balco in the... In the yeah, <laughs> no, that's, not, that's not in San Francisco. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, let's, let's hope he can put on some weight because, you know, I watch, I watch every Lakers game at least second half and he is he is really like Kevin Durant and Giannis and Porzingis he's on this level of just like tall and lanky elite like lanky is good because your arms are so long he's elite lankiness elite lankiness it's good it's a good thing yeah. but the problem is he's just so damn skinny like so how, can, how can he play defense yeah. you know I, I just I don't know but uh also, we, we forgot to mention the man at the end of the bench. Do you know who is the 15th player on the Lakers roster? Is it still Mark Madsen? Please still be Mark Madsen. With the LA gear light-up shoes? No, it's not. It's LeVar Ball. LeVar, yeah. LeVar. Oh, I, I think LeVar makes this team interesting, too, because, you know, if Lonzo has a bad game, LeVar is... He, he's going to be in front of the camera talking about something not related, but the people think is interesting. It's, Man, like, if, well, it's like, well, uh, you know, why does uh, James Harden have a beard, you know? Why does he have a beard? Is he related to ISIS? I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just speculating. Well, it's a connection. And then people are like, oh, yeah, let's talk about that instead of Lonzo shooting one for eight. You know, like. What about LeVar guaranteeing the win for Lonzo ahead of, like, Lonzo's not losing twice in a week before the. <laughs> and they won. And they did win. That's what's they, insane. They beat the, what he says actually keeps the coming wizards. true. It's wow. super it's, weird. It's, 
what he is wait well, let's go back to that Sam. that's mm-hmm. really interesting what he says keeps coming true. It does keep coming true. It keeps when Lonzo happening. was 16, he, he said he's going to play for the Lakers. Yeah. That's he weird. That he, he never varied. He never switched off that. He never went away. And he said that uh, Lamelo is going to be the best of the batch. So we'll see about the young kid if he can get it done. But um, what do you think? Sorry for the middle. If you're Lonzo, yeah. Uh, if, you're the, if you're Lonzo, like, what do you think about Like, Patrick Beverly openly came out and said, like, he went at Lonzo because his dad won't shut up. To help Lonzo, yeah. Like, this is like, I'm helping him. Yeah, yeah, him. I'm helping him out to get him to the league. But, he's, but at the same time, it was like, you're getting this because your dad is is talking. On the last podcast, I mentioned that uh, ESPN put out a, a really interesting article of the teams that the Ball family has beefs with. Like, serious yeah. beefs with. Yeah. And 17 of the 30 teams were, <laughs> 17 of the 30 teams, like, like... That's a lot of beef. Like... Damian Lillard has beef with Patrick Beverly and no one else. Like, that's it. Like, he's got one team. Like, when he plays Beverly, like, oh, it's like, it's on. It's on. We Beverly. That's that. one team. That's one team. Yeah. Lonzo, poor Lonzo has 17 teams. How, and how many of those beefs have he started versus his father has gotten into? Like, Lonzo, oh, my God. It's got to make a five-to-one ratio. Lonzo's going to say a word. By the way, Sam, what's the, uh, what's the beef with the Celtics? Because they, they landed on the list. Uh, that we... We traded down away from him. Was that it? That he wouldn't him? work out for the Celtics. He oh. refused. Oh. He refused to go to the Celtics. He refused to work out for the Celtics. That's that's a insane. West Coast like, boy right there. No we don't want your skinny ass, that. Lonzo. We don't want your skinny. We got Tatum. Oh shit! We got me. We got me. Tatum's a man. Sam's in. Yeah, yeah. See, this yeah. Is, this don't you very much got beef with Lonzo? Yeah, you can. You go. I'd take beef. Tatum over Lonzo ten times. I love me some. This is the beef we're talking about. See, there you go. He rouses people up. I mean, I mean, you you you're looking night after night of point guards. Just circling that game to go after Lonzo because of the hype, because of the talk, because of his dad, because of publicity. I mean, he had, like you mentioned, he had John Wall coming out right after Patrick Beverly, back to back to back. And now, in their next game, Thursday night, he's got to go into the grinder and play one of the most ferocious defensive point guards in the league in Damian Lillard up there in Portland. I mean, just just a shut lockdown defense. He's going to need to move through that red... <laughs> red total, total. <laughs> go through that. But, but, you know, as everyone knows, like people are afraid to go through red, red pieces of fabric, so he, he's not going to be able to go through it. And, if, uh, it's, it instead of, if they tie for some reason, instead of overtime, could we have a, like a, a, a Lillard-Lonzo freestyle battle? Because both of them have dropped records, right? Both of these guys, are, they've, they've got tracks, right? Lonzo's got bars. Absolutely. Lillard's got a record. And I, maybe they're on the same level. Lillard has Little Wayne on his tracks, and Lonzo has Lamelo on his tracks. I don't know which one, <laughs> which one is better. I don't know. It's tough to say. It's tough to that say. That Portland diehard. The Lakers. Uh, I I didn't have them in my top three. I do think they're an interesting team to watch. I don't know if I like them going as deep as you. Um, I I don't think they do. I think they're interesting to watch because they're so deep. Wait, is that what you said? I don't think they go as deep. As oh, you deep. don't think they? Oh, I, I think I, I think they're even deep in this. I think they're a little bit. Uh, I think there's a little bit of illusion right there. I don't know. Like I, I think that I, I KCP was was Detroit's gotten better since he left. Um, you know, Brook Lopez, Brooklyn's gotten better since he left. Uh, this team, I don't know. 
I'm not sure about Brooklyn. I don't know. I I, I Those agree are with fair you points. on the excitement to watch the team. I disagree with them making a case as a as a LeBron destination. If I was LeBron, I'd be very nervous without several moves. I would want to see a couple of pawns put in place before before the kingpin makes his move. And LeBron James is definitely the queen of the chessboard. Uh, mixing my metaphors, but he uh, he de- he definitely is is the one calling the shots. Hmm. Uh, one of my top three teams to watch, we just talked about them right now um, uh, in, in our last game, has been the Portland Trailblazers. I want to th- give it up for that. I've enjoyed watching wow. Portland. Absolutely. Wow. I love uh, like wow. s- skinny, skinny Yusef Nurkic getting it done. Uh, I'm a big fan of teams with, with really solid perimeter play. The fact that they Portland that. can rotate there and, and always have almost, almost always have one of either... Um, uh, McCollum or Lillard on the court at the same time. Uh, the shooting that those guys bring, just Lillard's like, like I know that Curry is the reigning king of like exactly. the long range three pointers. Exactly. But the way that Lillard drops them is like I had he's, watched. Uh, he's Curry light. He really is. It's not light though. He's like Curry heavy. You don't want. Oh. As, you don't want like, no, this one. like a heavy. You don't want as many of them. I like this but, one. Yeah. But oh, when you do, oh, you're like. I don't like this one. You're like I God. Heard it out. You're like God damn. This is some heavy shit. Like you know, like it's like you ever go to Canada and they have like the ten percent beer and tastes just like the regular beer, but it's ten percent. That's Lillard. Like you don't want to drink as many of them as you want the curries. Lillard just pulls up and it's just it doesn't. It's nowhere near the. It is very, very fluid. It's just a more aggressive. It's just a ballsy three-pointer. His deep threes are so ballsy and so badass, the way he pulls up and the, and the way he just nails them, knocks them down. He's so exciting. Uh, uh, Yusef uh, Nurkic getting it done down low with these, these spins and flips, these interesting moves he's got going. The fact that uh, Farik uh, uh, Alaminos... Al Farik Aminu's nickname is The Chief, and everyone's just cool with calling him that. That's, like, totally cool. Like, Robert Parrish never played basketball? <laughs> Fuck you. Like, come on. You can just kick in and just call guys The Chief, man. Come on. Like, we had The Chief, uh, but then he, he hit his wife, so I guess there's a new chief out in town. So, uh... But I like, think once you, like, abuse a... Like, physically abuse a woman, like, your nickname goes out the window. That's fair. That's fair. That's a fair. Yeah, I think it's pretty fair. That's fair. You should lose at least your nickname, probably. You probably go to jail, but at the minimum, like on the scale, you know. Maybe like, we can just open that nickname up again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Maybe just the, put that one back up. The legal crap. system is like is maximum five years. Minimum, lose your nickname. Right? The way Portland just rotates this series of of, of tall, capable three point shooters, the heartless for the Aminu, these guys coming in one after each other. Um, their interchangeability, the, the, the way they play, they play hard-nosed, they play aggressive, they play exciting. Uh, Caleb Swanigan, what's the nickname for him on the local Portland? Uh, uh, Biggie. They just, call him, they just call him Biggie when Swanigan comes in. Like, Biggie with two, Biggie with the rebound, man. The, the local Portland announcers, the love they have for Swanigan and these guys. Is it sexist if I say he has bigger tits than anyone in the WNBA? <laughs> yes. Okay. That's why I didn't say it. That's why I just asked. That's why I just said. Yeah. We're trying to learn, people. We're, we're trying, trying to learn. We're trying, we're trying to, to learn. Yeah. Sense. Trying to say Swanigan uh, and uh, Ed Davis as just one of the, the most physically beast. off the bench cut. as a guy trying to get a next contract. Yeah, just cut coming in, and uh, and and as a second unit when you got Swanigan and Ed Davis, and they were just swarming the boards. Yeah. Just killing it on the offensive for defensive glass. They have a... Portland's got a, a, an awesome big man rotation. I love that rotation. They've got these 
three-point shooters who are like wings slash bigs, and they've got this amazing backcourt. Like, they're just a really fun team to watch. I like the way they're put together. I, th I still think, yeah, they're probably a piece away from being, from being like, you know, the next level contenders, but uh, they're a super fun team to watch. I've loved watching their games. I've watched about three of the Portland games so far. I'm, I've been super, I'm super enjoying their work. I feel like Sam's getting ready to ask me to borrow, like, money or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, also, I'm going to Hong Kong next week and I'm hard up. <laughs> or invest in his, like, new, like, juice business. But as a fan, like, as, as a fan, I, I should have kicked this to you earlier. Like, as a fan of the team, as a follower of the team, what do you think of this year's iteration of your team? I'm actually on the other side. I really? think they're not really fun to watch. I, I, I think... Lillard and McCollum are amazing. And just, like, the way McKill McCollum gets, like, <laughs> McKillum. Uh, That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a, not bad for the, the combination. I think the way McCollum gets into the the paint, it does a little spinaway J, which is, like, the worst shot in the NBA, but he makes it, like, 60% of the time. <laughs> I think it's really amazing. And I, I think they're, they're a good team, and they are fun to watch. But you know what really disappoints me is I think this season's Jurkic is the Denver Yurkic. He is a Denver Yurkic. He's putting up like 9.8 rebound games. And that's, mm. that's, I see why Portland did not extend him when they had the opportunity to. Mm. They, they could have signed him to a mass extension and yeah. they decided not to let him play out the year. And they're really smart to do that. I, I don't know, like I expected a lot more from him. I think mm. everyone did because his last 20 games were just so dominant. Just, yeah. He was just, beasting like you know 25 rebounds like 20 points 25 rebounds he had like a 34 point game and he hasn't done that this year he, he's he's been okay he's been solid like yeah. a good rotation like a good nba player but he hasn't been transcendent which i think a lot of portland fans were expecting and so that's why i'm a little bit down on him yeah. it's actually a little bit hard to watch the portland trailblazers you know what's really hard sam is when you expect your team to be good mm -hmm. and they're not good it's so hard to watch a game and have fun. Yeah. I, when I watch Portland, I don't know if you feel the same way about Celtics. I like hurt. Like every time they like don't box out and the team gets like an offensive rebound, I'm just like, I take it personal. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. how could you guys do this to me? Yeah, that game against Milwaukee was a that was a rough one. It was a rough. It was like, uh, but Giannis just went fucking beast mode in the end of that game. Just mugged McCollum. Fouled him probably eight times <laughs> and stole the ball for the dunk and then uh, just absolutely denying the, the, the potential game-winning shot or game-tying shot. Uh, and, and then the next game, so, I mean, the Blazers are now, I think they're four and four, but, like, the next game, Clippers, Blake Griffin, game-winning three, it bounces oh, yeah. on the rim, like, twice and then falls in. Like, Rattles that off. was a bad shot. Exactly. Hey, hey, hey. You two last-minute possessions away, then, from being from being 6-2. and two. I mean... Well, and then today, against Utah, Damien... Well, I mean, this, this is a legit play, but Damien Lillard drives, he puts in a lay-in, and then Gobert blocks it. That's a legit... Uh, yeah, that's a legit play, but yeah. it's like... If Gobert doesn't block it, then Portland wins that game too. But right. like, yeah, like so there's seven and one. There are a couple breaks away. Potentially, I, I potentially. like watching this team. I like watching this team. I like I the like rotation. It. I like Harkless. I like the I like the players they got there. They're an interesting team for me to watch. They've been one of my league pass favorites thus far. What like do you got? It. Lakers in Portland so far. What do you like? Let's speed this up. I like the Golden State Warriors. Boom. And I know this is controversial. Like people at home, they hate to hear this, but so. As I mentioned before, I watched... No, this, is, this is a good public service announcement because I think there's a lot of people... 
there's a lot of people like us who have League Pass, who watch the games, who, who you know, go into the games, and you're looking through the list of matchups to watch, and you see, you see, okay, Golden State versus, you know, let's name it like a mid-tier what, Utah or something like that. Why yeah. are you going to watch that game? Oh, I know Golden State's going to win already. Why would I watch that game? So why should we watch this? Why should we watch this team? I think I mentioned on a deleted podcast that I uh, only watch the fourth quarters of most games, mm-hmm. except for the exceptional games. Two elite teams playing, I'll watch the whole game. But usually I just watch the fourth quarter. And the last three fourth quarters I've watched for the Warriors, they started down 17 to 15, like 15, down 17 points or 15 points or 16 points in this range. And two of those games against the, the Washington Wizards and then I believe, I can't remember the other team, they, they came back and won. And it's so fucking exciting because you watch a team down 17 and if it's like, if it's the Hornets vs. the uh, the Magic and one team was winning by 17, I don't give a fuck what happens in the fourth quarter. I'm out. But Golden State, I'll watch it. And two of the three times I've seen them this week, Golden State has came back and won. The one time was against the Pistons. They didn't win. But that game was close, too. They almost came back. They are a points-scoring machine. Yeah. And, they, and just... And you see that back-breaking three-point shooting. It's insane. Because I root yeah. against the Warriors. Like... Any good fan? Yeah, of do. course, yeah. And just you know, you, the Wizards are up seventeen in the fourth quarter, and, and you just watch them. They just a couple of turnovers, couple of missed shots, and then just Curry, bang, Thompson, bang, <laughs> Tim yeah. Green, bang, and it's just like holy shit. The whole game switched, and it's it's so much fun to watch. I know it's a little bit cliche, but they are the most exciting team I mean, to no. watch in the NBA. You should be watching them. You, you should have watched the LeBron era Heat. Yep. You should be watching this team now. These are the transcendent teams of, of, the, of the current generation that we're in. These are the teams that people are going to talk about when we look back at this era. Absolutely. You know, these are the teams you should be watching. You should be watching the Warriors. You should, you should be watching LeBron, even though the Cavs are painful to watch in the early season because he's still... At the, at the peak of his powers, you know, before he goes out. It's going to be one of the players you remember when you, when you talk about this later. You should see them live. If you ever have a chance, please go see them live. I mean, you, it's something that you will remember as an NBA fan. These, these players, this time, this era, is, uh, is, is, is incredible what they're doing. It's unique, yeah. Yeah, sure. absolutely unique. Golden State Warriors, you're, or, I can't miss. Yeah, absolutely. Can't miss, yeah. It, it's cliche, but it, it's true. Like, you know, mm. you don't want to outthink yourself. Definitely not. Yeah, the, the Warriors are fantastic. So, so far, the Lakers, the Trailblazers, and the Warriors. I like this. We're, we're, we're cutting a swath across the league. We've recommended uh, some very, very interesting swathica? teams. Swathica? What? A swath across the league. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a swastika. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not that. <laughs> Wrong podcast, Matt. Wrong podcast. Yeah, that's the... Uh, that's my next podcast. You the, guys want to join us later. That's the, the swastika the podcast. Bright, the best the Breitbart News podcast right there. <laughs> uh, the second team that I've really enjoyed watching uh, is the... This is going to be very specific. The post-Anthony Davis New Orleans Pelicans. Oh. I have enjoyed Boogie's rampage across the league. The current uh, leader in points per game right now in the NBA is Boogie Cousins at 30.1. He has caught up and passed Giannis. Uh, It's 30? Boogie's at 30.1. Giannis is down to 29.3. Curry, measly 30. A measly 29. A measly 29, yeah. A point below Boogie's current average right now. Uh, Boogie is just putting... And he's also fifth in the league in rebounds at 13 a game. 
first in the league in points, fifth in the league in rebounds. He destroyed his former team, the Sacramento Kings. I think he had like 40 and 25. And has just been just been boogie unleashed, basically, since AD went down. Even before AD went down, I thought they were one of the most fascinating teams. Maybe not one of the most enjoyable, but one of the most fascinating teams to watch. But just watching, like... Definitely the most fascinating box score. Yeah, the box score is very sad. But, but watching the weirdness of like the of like the of the boogie ad pick and roll or the pick and roll with like ad off and like boogie handling it behind the, like they're just and and the, and the supporting cast makes it made it so hard to enjoy because they were so bad around these guys but it was just so interesting to watch these two talents play together but kind of seeing him without ad and just seeing just like the just boogie being boogie like old school is uh has been a revelation for me. Like I like this guy, like is he ever gonna land on a team that can like put it like this? He's an amazing talent. He is. I think there are a lot of people world. in Cleveland who are hoping that New Orleans was gonna be bad. Mm. That that thought that would be a perfect boogie destination. You trade for him, play the season, and then you max him out the next mm. year. Like I don't, I don't think you give with the Brooklyn pick. I think that's way too much for boogie. For like half season of boogie. Yeah. I guess it was half season of boogie. If you don't know, it's just if he's half because, because you yeah, so much in Cleveland. You can sign him as a free agent for the same thing. Like. The thing is, the Brooklyn pick for Cleveland is isn't about who they trade for. It's about to, it's about um, uh, it's about LeBron. So yeah, yeah. I love it. I, I love the the leverage because you know Dan Gilbert. You know everyone always chooses the side of the players, which I think is pretty interesting. Uh-huh. I think it's because like most reporters are. Are white, uh-huh. and there's sort of like this implication that like you, you need to kind of side with the players, uh-huh. but I, I think it's really interesting that the if if the team has power, like I think it's like uh it's sort of like frowned upon or something like that the the team shouldn't be like in charge, the team shouldn't be uh, like yeah just sort of hold the hold the cards like yeah. over the players because. It's a players' league, and ultimately, it is like. To be honest, like if all the players went to the big three with Ice Cube, like we would watch that. We would watch that league. Yeah. The league is not really a league without the players. So. Yeah, it's a players' league, and I think that's for the benefit. I think you see the NBA overtake the NFL in our lifetime, as the preeminent American sport because. Uh, People don't die. Yes. Yes, that's a good point. Demarcus Cousins also, by the way, fifth in the league in steals. He is top five in points, rebounds, and steals this year. How many year. steals the game? 2.2. 2.2. Otto Porter leading the league at 2.7. Kyrie Irving. That's like an Arma game, though. I'm not, I'm not that impressed. I am super impressed with what I've seen from Boogie. I'm loving the numbers he's putting up. I'm loving watching the one-man Boogie show. The one-man Boogie show, Boogie surrounded by nobody, is one of my... Is I have to watch it. I have to watch the Pelicans. Post-AD injury, they become more exciting for me to watch. Watching Boogie just go to work on teams. I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it endlessly. I mean, both of those teams are... I mean, both... When they had both players healthy, it's really interesting. Like, yeah. I really love to watch them just dominate. It's, it's so weird that you have a five-man team... And three of your players are below average just, rotational players, and then you have two elite players. Like yeah. just looking at the box score, like it's like each player scores around thirty points a game and 
around like 17 rebounds. <laughs> yeah, just, it's insane. It's so wild. It it's insane. insane. It's, you know, the box scores are just like nothing that we've seen in a long time. And yeah, just, just imagine if they had good like wings. Um, if they had like, like one their good point wing. guard is good. Yeah, just one good wing. Like, like I, I'd argue KCP, but I think you disagree. But like, uh, yeah, Trevor Ariza. KCP on that team would look amazing. Gerald yeah. Henderson, just yeah. like any of these guys, like who can just like other teams are rolling out backup guys like Jared Bayless, you know. The 76ers got Bayless. He's blocking guys. He's probably their highest plus minus guy. Jerry, Jerry Bayless? Bayless? Yeah, probably. Might, yeah. Might yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. They've been a, they're a super fun team. So that's been a, just like a, like a kind of a guilty pleasure late night slice of chocolate cake type of team for me. Watching Boogie Cousins just do his Boogie Cousin thing and just praying for free Boogie in a year. So anyway, I got the I, so far I've got the Blazers and the wait, Pelicans. Wait, 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 wait. Free Boogie? Where is, where's Boogie going? I, I mean... I would love. I mean, I, he'd be. I think he's such a transcendent player. I'd love to see him in team. I'd love to see him in Boston. I don't see what the move is. <laughs> uh, I think. I think Boston can handle him. Brad Stevens to get him under the culture. Um, I mean, I don't want to see the Wizards become this team in the East because my team, Boston, is in the East. But the John Wall boogie like reunion. Apparently, they're really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's any way that they could keep some, like if they could keep the Porter. Probably they'd have to lose Porter, and but then they'd keep Ubre, who's been amazing this year. Um, and then they got Beal and and Wall around. I mean, you know, like basically any team but New Orleans who just hasn't like fucked over their uh, their their cap so much and and sign and, and still have a seek and I like on the on the on the bench just clogging up the. The problem with the Wizards is they're already over the cap. Yeah, so they got no, no way to work. So no you, you have to give up salary to get the salary. Yeah. Otto Porter would be the only logical one that has, that has the max. And that's there. rough. We mentioned him before on the last podcast as a guy who can't miss Otto. 57% or whatever. All right, what's your I, third team? Your third favorite team to watch this year? This is Sam's this. favorite team. Sam loves this team. Sam says this team cannot miss. The, the Denver Nuggets. Ah, Philadelphia shit. 76ers. Okay, Sam hates this team. It's a potential team. Man, I love it. I honestly, when Embiid's not on the floor, I will skip every minute. I will not watch any minute when Embiid's not on the you floor. You don't like the Reddick Simmons pick and roll? That's not your favorite one. I like that. I like when all three are on the floor. But I only want to watch when Embiid is on the floor. Yeah. And I think this team, I think Simmons is, man, like, he is... He's as good as, I don't know, I'd rather have him than Towns or Porzingis. Simmons over Towns, that's a great argument. I would rather have Simmons over Towns That's or a Porzingis. great argument. Porzingis is Sim- making that hard this year. Cat is not yet. Cat is looking not very good. That's wild, And man. he's horrible on defense. He is so, he's such a minus on defense. Is, yeah, it's crazy, and uh, uh. Simmons has the worst jump shot of those three, but he handles the ball like a point guard up and down the court. It's it's. But all, Simmons has been a revelation this year. Almost all of his shots are at the rim. Like he yeah. somehow finds a way to get rim. Like he has a little guy, bit of that Giannis. He's six ten, handling the ball like exactly. Yeah, like and the defender's like, okay, I'm not gonna give him the jump shot, and he's thinking this, he's thinking this, and then the guy just goes around him and yeah. makes the lay in. He, he, I mean, again, like you, you dribble. You when you're that tall and you can, you have a tight dribble. A step to the left or right is creating space. 
unless your defender is equally long. And if he is, there's not many 6'10 guys with the speed to keep up with him. And so someone's hip is getting turned, and Simmons is smart enough. You saw some of the passes he made around other... I mean, his, it, it, the, the highlight reel on him in this early season already is ridiculous. So he is a, he is a fantastic player to watch. Embiid is so fun to watch so and so nerve-wracking On offense and defense. Watch. What is J.J. Redick doing on this team? I think he's great on this team. I, I disagree that all the critics... A lot I, of critics come out. A, a lot of critics. I agree. Do so, not like... That's why I did not say, like, I disagree with you. I said, I disagree with the critics because yeah. I think he's great on this team. You need someone to stretch the floor just to help your players. We saw, this, we saw this in Orlando for the past couple of years where there was no spacing. Mm-hmm. You know, just... You have Aaron Gordon, Alfred Payton, Serge Ibaka... <laughs> You know, just clunk, like, clunk, oh, clunk, yeah, clunk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clunk. like, like, who's gonna make shots? Like, it, it's hard to cut to the rim when there's four defenders there. Yeah, and I think you need a guy to to shoot it. And it's a one year deal, and this year their their salary is so low. Like, who? Well, yeah, why not? Like, why That's not? the thing. Like, like, I've been listening to things, like the same critics talking about JJ Redick, being like, "Why is he on this team? It doesn't make sense on this team." Like. He is like three or four of Ben Simmons' assists per game. Absolutely. You're 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 trying to get this kid rookie She's of the a year. Super high if percentage. it's not JJ Redick catching those passes and shooting it up, it's some guy who doesn't shoot as well as JJ Redick. He's probably gonna get Simmons like a hundred assists per game just off his percentage. You know, like it's almost a simulation. Like Simmons, in five years, you'll have like a real teammate beside yeah. you. This is what it's like to play with a really good shooter. Here yeah, you go. Like, have a year of this. Have a year to try. It, yeah. It, it, why it's, not? Yeah. Yeah, like, it, instead you have uh, the third Curry brother or something, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like w- you know, you're passing nobody bricks it. Like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to pass was, to that guy. I don't like, know this is Alfonso Curry. That's yeah, <laughs> Alfonso Curry. You passed Alfonso Curry and you bricks it. Oh, shit, I'm never passing that guy again. Like, that. no, the, that was a good pass. You passed to the picture every the strengths of your team. JJ Redick shot being a Robert Covington shot. Covington, man, to me, like uh, that guy. I don't, like I don't. No. I don't. I'm I'm out. I'm out on Covington. I'm, out on Covington. I'm out on Covington. He jacks it with the confidence of a guy who is is knocking it down at a clip. I I I'm. Every Covington shot, I feel like could be just like a a blind Simmons drive. <laughs> just you know, just. Just, I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not big on him. He's a big guy, rangy, wing. Not loving it. I'm gonna look it up right now. What would you guess his three point percentage is? I bet he's over thirty, but under forty. I put him at a. I put him under thirty five. I bet he's thirty four percent, under thirty five percent, for Robert Covington. I did not like his performance, especially in that shots home a, Houston game. How many shots do you think he takes a game? How many shots does he take? Shots, period. Mm-hmm. Probably at least ten a game. Ten a game, huh. and thirty four percent. That's your guess. Yeah. Oh, thirty four percent from three. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. No, I don't think you take ten threes a game then. Oh, so how many threes do you think he takes a game? I think he takes uh, four and a half. Four and a half, huh. and makes thirty four percent. Under thirty five, yeah. So under five threes a game and makes under. Um, 35%. But he definitely has the green light on that team. For sure. But don't you think, like, having a player like him or, or Reddick is just like... I think, it, play, it, I think him and Reddick, I don't, like, 
it's simulation. You know? I disagree like, with your him or Reddick thing. That's what I disagree with. But don't you think like it's like a simulation thing where it's like you want Ben Simmons to like almost run like VR like yeah. Here's here's reality. pretend Cunningham is a real NBA player. In three, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%, exactly. Yeah. Like, but Reddick is three a real years. Player. You'll have your like running mate because yeah, Markel falls with <laughs> Markel falls with the this. reconstructed titanium shoulder like oh, the fucking uh, Winter Soldier and fucking Captain America. This podcast has spun off the rails. It's okay. This podcast is the greatest podcast of all time. He's 36%. <laughs> ah, shit. I was off by 1%. And he shoots six a game. Six threes a game? That's Covington shoots six threes a game? Sam wants to check. What? <laughs> yeah. Six JJ Reddick shot four a game last year for the Clippers. Covington shoots six threes a game? Sam doesn't believe it. I believe you, but no, I'm just. Fl- <laughs> I believe you when I'm. Yeah, it's I am loud. Yeah, yeah. Fucking flabbergasted. There's a lot of stats. I think maybe one of our next podcasts can be like what stats, stats we don't believe. Blow your yeah. fucking mind like that what one. Stats Robert Covington shoots seven fucking threes a game. It's pretty wild. What the fuck? Anyway, Matt, you want to hear my favorite team to oh, watch shit. this year? I'm sorry, I got it a little wrong. Yeah. I read it wrong. <laughs> Wait, the no. Sixers shoot seven to get No, sorry, it's even worse. He shoots seven at forty-eight percent a game. He shoots forty-eight percent. Yeah, no, you, no, you, you are you there are you go, lying. You are blind it's, it's right and drunk. There. I'm sorry. Yeah, there are a lot of stats, but to be fair, I once said Tony Allen was a elite three-point shooter. And when should, I say once, how did you ever read this wrong? That's what the mo- that's the more confusing thing. This is very clear. No, I zoomed in for you. (laughs) I once said Tony Allen was an elite shooter. And that time was like two months ago. I want to see the three-point percentage. I want to see the... Scroll up, man. This is bullshit. It's great. Also, our sponsor tonight... I'm so mad. We got a new sponsor, Sam. Covington shoots seven threes a game and he makes 48%. Elite. His career percentage is 36. I'm totally wrong. All right, yeah, give it to Covington. Let him fucking chuck it. Yeah, let him Small fucking chuck it. Let him chuck it. Let him chuck it. Let him Small chuck it. Small sample size. We'll see. All right. Sam, so, who you got? My favorite NBA team to watch this year has been the Boston Celtics. Woo. The Boston Celtics, Woo. the young core, Jalen Brown and, 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 uh, and Jason Tatum. JJ, what do you like to call? I don't know. What, what's your What's your favorite moniker? We got, we got JJ. We got the Jays. We call them the Jays. Please, please don't pretend other people give a fuck smoke about two the Jays. monikers they of your they fringe players. Fringe players. These guys are both starting. They are killing it. They are the number two defensive oh. team in the NBA. Oh, for those two, I like the Killer Jays. The Killer Jays. Yeah, that's good. I like that one too, man. Uh, I love watching the Boston Celtics. I love how Brad Stevens has Daniel has uh, has has dangled the starting lineups. Such a good Baines, coach. It's uh, such a good coach. Losing your best player. Losing the best player. Some... They beat the Spurs last night on By the like road 30 in points. San Antonio. By like thirty points. Kyrie is not even in the top five for uh, points per game. He's not even in, anywhere close to that, but still getting it done. The Boston Celtics have been so fun to watch. If you Jalen Brown is so fun to watch just by himself. 
Like, he is such an aggressive rebounder, runner. Terry Rozier is such a good backup point guard, man. He's this team fucking good. is so fun to watch, man. They're like, As a backup, he's so shortened good. shortened and tightened the rotation. They've gotten rid of some players. Uh, the only player that we've gotten rid of that I'd really love to have back would be Avery Bradley. Everyone absolutely. else is, uh, it just makes sense on this team. Yeah, absolutely. I do think... <laughs> I think that their their bench is probably the wonkiest NBA bench I've ever seen. Yeah, the wonkiest bench. Like you think of Celtics, it's like oh, too many good players can't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? last couple like, of years has been like that ten man, eleven man deep rotation. But they I, were kind of eleven man deep because like, their, their starters weren't good. You know, like now their starters are good. So, but like players who are getting major minutes, like mm-hmm. twenty points, twenty minutes a game. We got Daniel Thesis, a rookie from Germany. Daniel Thies, former German league MVP. Okay. Played in the national team with Dirk Nowitzki, which I probably could say for every German player. <laughs> but like, also like a rookie from Germany. Okay, we got uh, Yabasuli. Oh yeah, uh, uh, I think it's Yabusale. Yabusale. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he's. Uh, it's it's going to get worse. My pronunciation is going to get worse from here. Is, I'm choosing the is, one that I can. Is Ojale the next one? Ojale. Ojale is the next. Ojale and Yabusale. Yeah, I have not learned to tell the difference between those two individuals yet. I okay. I trust that will come in as I watch their 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 eighth and ninth games. Okay, Sam is really proving me wrong here with their binge is wonky. I'm definitely <laughs> proving wrong. Okay, we got Shane Larkin. Uh, yeah. Minimum salary, one year, unguaranteed contract. Former ACC Player of the Year from the University of Miami. Yeah, absolutely. Shane Larkin. Former unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Person. He did a tour in he Europe. Homeless for a couple. Of, he did a tour in Europe for at least a couple sure, months. Yeah. We're weak on the wings. We got Shane we're Larkin weak. playing like 25 minutes again. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you need minutes. We get Abdil Nadir. I haven't seen Nader yet. <laughs> no, Nader? Okay, Nader's not a player. Okay. Then uh, we got Kadim Allen. You just made that last one up. There's no, this I, one. So he checked. I like it. No, it's real. Kadim Allen. <laughs> He's a... He's not playing 20 minutes a game. <laughs> okay, this guy's out of rotation. But so... Of uh, Ojale and Larkin, Theus, Daniel Theus, uh, and Yubushale. Yeah. No, Yubushale. Yubushale, okay. Just say it fast and wrong. Of these four players, who's going to be on the team in five games? Uh, well, hopefully one of the two uh, LA names, Yubushale and uh The other LA. By the way, Sam is the biggest Celtics fan in the world. Uh, one of them is the I love French, your future. One of them is the French Draymond, but I like okay, the German right, kid yeah. right now. The German kid's going to make the biggest difference this year. Daniel he started, Theus. Theus has started a couple games for the Celtics. They pulled Aaron Baines and had him start. He's got a nice offensive game, a little low post stuff. Nothing super, super special, nothing super flashy. But he's a, he's a competent NBA big at this point as a rookie. Getting it done. As I mentioned, uh, I watched a lot of fourth quarters. I usually mm-hmm. skip to the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, the first couple of minutes... Usually the second unit starting. Mm. And watch the Celtics like, oh, I don't know any of these players except for Shane Larkin, who I know is bad. <laughs> who I know is not good, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this team? Why are they so good? Like, Why are they so good? Is not yeah. deep. Like, you have, you have no bench depth. Like, second be- before you in had the league and Bradley and Smart coming off the bench. Like, you had so much depth. I think we do have bench depth. I think we do have bench depth now because I think, the, I think that we do go deep. I think... I, 
I think it's overrated how many players you need to go deep. You sh- the Celtics were 10 deep for a long time, which spoke to their bench depth, but also to their starters' weakness. Mm. And now they are not as deep, which speaks to the lack of potentially bench depth. But also, like, you got to remember, like, if, if, if Hayward was in this lineup, that you'd be like, this is a eight deep solid. For sure. Solid. I had it. I mean, if the, if Hayward was here, this team would be so ahead of so schedule. Different, yeah, like, it's ridiculous. You take the best player out of any team. No one expected start. Tatum to be this good off the bat. No way. And Jalen Brown to make the leap that he's doing is something that some people hope for. He's a but beast. He is absolutely a monster, and, uh, and and he's getting done. And Marcus Smart is just getting back into the rotation now after being uh, hurt in the off season. Rogier is is a rebounding machine. Uh, they have a bunch of ferocious players who just are tough and and, and just and like Kyrie is so annoying to play. They just I, I would never want to play the Celtics. They've got all these young like athletes who are gonna chase you around the court and the, and hound you defensively and then crash the glass like assholes. And Kyrie's gonna dribble and the last second do a spin move to make you look like a dick at the shot clock like. They're just like, they can't be a fun team to play, but they're a fun team to watch, and they're my favorite team to watch this year. So far, Boston Celtics. Sam, do you know who's the youngest team in the NBA? It's the Boston Celtics. No, it's actually the Hornets. Son of a bitch. So what's your next question? Yeah, <laughs> it's the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The youngest team in the league. The youngest the oldest team. team. Our biggest rivals in the East. And you're the... F- the Cavaliers. Yeah, they're the oldest. You're the youngest, and plus you're, like, basically first. Like... I mean, like percentage wise, you played one less game can, if, or whatever. If we can hopefully catch the magic, I mean, you know, yeah, got, yeah. I mean, that's pretty ambitious. We can only hope. We can only hope that the flames coming out of Aaron Gordon's asshole subside. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been. Thank you very much for November first, two thousand seventeen. This has been an elite episode. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us on the on this journey that we've taken you guys through, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Coming back to you after the Hong Kong Finals, we're gonna be back here talking more NBA action for you guys. Until then, peace, motherfuckers. Talk to you soon. Good night.